Air 88.0 FM. It is a program inspired by the Australian victory at Beersheba in World War One. It is a Christian Zionist program dedicated to building bridges between the Jewish and Christian communities and keeping alive the values and freedoms that the Anzacs fought for. Hi, this is Alex Defner with a reminder that you can support Jai Air by joining as a member at jai-air.com.au. Your membership fee of $54 a year will help Jai Air maintain its commitment of bringing your community to you. Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash Radio. That's two R's. Radio. Welcome to 10K Radius on Jair 88 FM. We've got a jam-packed show again for you, and uh, in the studio today uh, we have Sion Meltzer again helping out on the panel. I don't know why you keep asking me back, <laughs> but I'm here. Good morning to you, Sion, <laughs> our station president. Am I correct with that? At the title? moment, yes, I am the station. Welcome uh, back, and Cole Hakavod for the last two weeks in a row, is it? Well, three. three, I think. I think it's three. three. It's three, Max. In yeah, Gary's absence. me in. I've had to take time off work, but that's okay. You're doing a great mitzvah and kolak avod for last Sunday as well, uh, before I go on and introduce Oh, thank you for that. Yes, we, for those who don't remember, or who <laughs> we had our state, official, state, uh, official uh, studio opening, correct? Yeah, yeah. it was a great uh, Sunday morning, uh, and uh, we got a lot of coverage on um, Jay Wire. And also in this week's Australian Jewish News, big article. Oh, really? So I haven't seen that yet. I'd like to see yeah. it. Have you got a copy? No. Not in the oh. studio, but oh. you can go online and have a look. There's a photo of the... Uh, That's very nice of them. All the big boys. Thank you, there. Jewish News. Yep, and we had uh, Senator James uh, Patterson, was it? Senator James Patterson, uh, we MP had, uh, Josh Burns, Josh Burns uh, David Southwick, David MLA. Southwick and the chairman. And an apology from the Minister of Multicultural Affairs in Melbourne, in Victoria. She couldn't make it. Mm. And we had the chairman of the station, Jimmy Singler. Yes. Addressing us, and uh, Robert Bonchick. It was a great morning, and thanks for all your hard work uh, putting it all together, Sion. Thank you. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Max. How are we? We're good. We're good. Great to see you again, Bokatov. Yeah. And uh, 
for our listeners out there, this is Ronnie Rosencrantz, our uh, apprentice panel <laughs> operator. He's back again. I think it's three weeks in a row. It ha- yeah, it's been three weeks. I haven't got very far, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. A lot of people I can around. always vacate the seat and you can just learn by, <laughs> learn by st- uh, what's the way when you learn something by experience? Experiential learning yeah, is the way. <laughs> Ron, thanks again for coming in. Um, it's always a, a bit of fun. A lot of people around town know Ronnie as... Uh, Noshi, and I don't know how, where, how you got the name Noshi. Tell the listeners how that oh, name came a, about. Bit of a long story. It all started out when I was born, actually. Really? Oh. <laughs> and my, um, yeah, I was, my, my, my name was Ronald, but my parents used to call me Ronnie, and my sister couldn't pronounce Ronnie, so she called me Nonny. Oh, so, Nonny. So I was Nonny for a while, and then... <laughs> um, the neighbour across the road, uh, Stephen Canals, who who you'd know, Max. Mm-hmm, from uh, the old days, he, yeah. He couldn't say nonny, so he, he used to call me nonchi. <laughs> so I was nonchi there uh, for quite a few years. Then his brother, his youngest brother was born, and he couldn't pronounce nonchi, and he, he called me danoshi. So, <laughs> oh, there uh, you go. Yeah, so nosh is, you know. Still a, a few later version from the Melbourne High Days, I think. I got a rumour from that, so <laughs> it told me. Anyway, great to have you again. Yeah, thanks, Max. I, I used to know you as Eliezer at Haida. Eliezer Ben Shmuel? Yeah, El- Elazar. 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 Ron Elazar Ben Shmuel. Exactly. Yeah. Your, yeah. Ma- your father was a great man, and a lot of listeners will remember the uh, Mr. Shmuel Rosencrantz. He was a great uh, advocate. In Melbourne yeah. for oh so many Jewish organisations, and welcome to our special guest in the studio. Not for the first time, I'll tell listeners. This is uh, Margot Cohen. Morning, Margot. Pleasure to be here. Bokatov, you're you're a regular at Jaya because I remember, <laughs> oh probably five years ago in the old studio, you came in as a guest, and also the week later, I think you did a stint of three weeks in a row when I was overseas. Filling in for I don't, me. I'm not sure about that. Oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know the you know the game backwards now. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I think you're a very happy lady with your Tigers win last night. Oh, oh. yes. It, it may uh, be that you hear my voice cracking as we talk <laughs> from all of the barracking I did. Uh, my husband grew up in Richmond. His mother managed the pharmacy on Church and Bridge Roads, and he lives upstairs with the rest of his family. And um, uh, it was Captain Blood Days, and wow. so he got hooked. And as our son puts it, we know which side our bread is buttered on. <laughs> We're fanatical Tiger yeah, supporters. You and your son, uh, let's give him a shout out, Dr. Benjamin Cohen, fanatical <laughs> Richmond supporters. Mm. Talking about football, Margot, I believe you're still doing the, uh, you're a tour guide at the MCG? Yes, uh, my husband got me so hooked that when I was invited, generously invited by Ruben Payoff to come on a tour, uh, I did go and I thought it was the most fantastic thing in this side of uh, the Murray River. And um, 
he said, well, if you love it so much, why don't you become a tour guide? And I thought that was a very good idea. What a legacy my husband left me, this passion for the MCG and what it represents. You come and you watch the courage and the cunning and the skill being played out there, and you share those experiences with family and friends from generation to generation, Mm. and it it becomes a part of your very fiber. And uh, we taught our son maths there, adding goals and subtracting. (laughs) Wonderful stories. We'll talk more about your late husband, David, a bit later in the show as well. The reason why we've got uh, Margot here today is because Margot recently uh, did a a tour of three-and-a-half-week tour of um, Trans-Caucasus area, of that the area, am Trans-Caucasian right? uh, Cauc- area, Caucasian yes. Caucasian area, yes. the, uh, incorporating uh, Georgia, Armenia and Azerbaijan. <laughs> These it took me a to while to learn how to pronounce that So we're going to look at that tour, some fascinating stories you've told me already. Uh, and that was under the leadership of Rabbi Fred Morgan. That's correct, correct and, yes. And uh, looking at civilization in C- Central Asia and the uh, the silk, the old silk road, which is about 2,000 years old, I believe. Yeah. I'll talk oh, about that It goes back a ways. It goes way back. Must have a lot of potholes. <laughs> 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 You've been there, Rod? No, 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 Max. I no, no. Anyway, there's uh-huh. a bit of schmutter business associated with that. We'll talk <laughs> later about all Margot's trip. Let's start with your life, Margot, so the listeners can... Uh, know a bit about your background and I know that you were born in Long Beach, New York. Am I right there? That's you went correct. To the Not lo- California, no. but New York. New York. And you went to the ho- local high school in Long Beach? Yes, it was. Um, we attended government schools in those days and I went to uh, West School and then Lido uh, Beach uh, Junior High and then Long Beach High School. And uh, that's where I grew up. I I arrived in Long Beach when I was a year old. I was born in Manhattan, and that was as a consequence of my parents uh, coming from Austro-Hungary via uh, then-Palestine, and uh, they arrived in um, uh, the United States in 1936. And my father became um, a soldier in the American Uh, army and my mother went to work and uh, I came into their lives uh, about 11 years after their marriage and they eventually went to Long Beach and I grew up there and I had the best of two worlds. I was a two-minute walk from the Atlantic Ocean and a 50-minute train ride from Manhattan. So couldn't have asked for anything better. Was great. And huge Jewish population. Yes, there. and, and uh, I eventually became a teacher. Okay, where did you study? Uh, I went. I got my bachelor's degree and my PhD at Hofstra University and my MA at Columbia University. And um, anyway, uh, I loved teaching. I was really good in the classroom, and the school system I was in eventually became an African American. Uh, populated school district and I got along quite well with my students and my fellow colleagues and 
Uh, I would go to conferences every so often um, just to make sure my skills were up to date and sometimes present a paper and meet with other people of similar interests. And on one occasion, um, I went to a conference at the New York Hilton, and at the Hilton I heard what I thought was a British accent. And I had the temerity to ask that voice from what part of Great Britain he was from. And the voice deepened, and um, the chest puffed out, (laughs) and this individual said, I'm not from Great Britain, I'm from Australia. And I thought, what did I say? I was just being friendly. And eight months later, I was married to that voice. Just going back a bit, um, I see you as a humanities teacher. Am I right? What subjects uh, did you teach? I was teach? a reading specialist uh-huh. in uh, okay. New York. Yeah. Uh, that evolved when I came to this country yeah. because they didn't have reading specialists. Um, I came in December '84, and uh, so I've been here a while. It yeah. hasn't had much impact on my accent, so I know uh, I I know and knew that. Espionage was never going to be mm. a career path. For so me. you met David. So what year was that? I met him March of '84, mm. and I was married to him. We had our civil wedding in New York in December of '84, right. and our chuppah in Sydney. Rabbi Raymond Apple performed that mm. uh, at the Great Synagogue, and mm. that was in January '84. From memory, I think you told me that he was a Sydney boy at one stage. Am I right? No, no, David was a sixth-generation Melbourneian, Melbourne. as was Rabbi Apple. Exactly. They knew each they other. They moved to Sydney. Yes, they both went to Melbourne yeah. High School. And there you as go, did Ron. Our, uh, as, <laughs> as did our son, Benjamin. Yeah, there you Very go. committed to Melbourne High. Beautiful. They, so, uh, they honor the work. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll... Um, We'll talk about more about uh, your late husband, uh, David, uh, because he was a cousin of uh, Trevor Cohen, who we had yes. in the studio probably a couple of months ago. Right. Trevor has written this uh, fantastic book tracing the uh, the Cohen family, you know, the associated with Godfrey's, the famous yes. Godfrey's yes. label. Yes. And uh, he talks about the family The book heritage. is entitled The Greatest Gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had him for an hour, oh, probably in February this year. Mm-hmm. Fascinating guy. He was a solicitor for yes. many years. Actually, uh, Trevor and his wife and Trevor's older brother, Daryl, and mm. his wife were all lawyers. And at one point, they were called Cohen, 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 and Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> to celebrate uh, all of your husband's achievements, a couple of weeks ago, Margot, you went up to Brisbane and uh, part of this um, ACSA conference. This is the Australian Curriculum Studies Association. Right. And they uh, had a big... Uh, Celebrate 40 years, Kanaina Horror, they say in Yiddish. And this was all set up, co-funded by your late husband, David. Tell us a bit about it. Well, David was a a great initiator. Yeah. Uh, That was only one of a number of Mm. uh, professional um, organizations that he was involved with. But the Curriculum Studies Association um, really evolved when a group of people were meeting – in Adelaide, and Garth Boomer was there, Carrie Kennedy, uh, Colin Marsh. There were several people, and David was there, 
And knowing him, he would have stimulated the discussion. And uh, he was, my husband was the first PhD in curriculum in this country. Wow, that's So a big he would have had, yeah. you know, c- a cutting edge exposure. Yeah. I'll just interrupt you for a minute. And also, he, he held an AM, Australia Day's Honours oh, Award. Oh, yes. That- and he is described as the leading light of Australian education. That's a big achievement. Very big. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Beautiful, wonderful memories of He makes uh, me, mm. his memory makes me very proud. Yeah, and that is transported onto Dr. Benjamin Cohen, your beautiful son, and uh, yeah. That was a three-day conference, I believe, in Brisbane. Yes, yeah? I enjoyed the warm weather, <laughs> although I didn't get to be outside Good, very yeah. much, but when I was, uh, we had a couple of breaks during the day. Yeah. Talking, oh, I soaked up the sunshine. <laughs> beautiful. Talking about breaks, we're going to have a little uh, musical break now, and our good panel operator over there, Sion, is going to uh, bring something up, celebrating this gentleman's birthday, tomorrow actually, great talent, the great Steve Lawrence. Ron, with memories of Steve Lawrence and a lot of his hits, I'll, follow, I'll pass it over to you for a second before Sion plays this great track. Let's talk about him after the track. Have a listen. Don't go changing to try and please me. You never let me down before. But do 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 I don't imagine you're too familiar and I don't see you Times of trouble We never could have come this far But I took the good times I'll take the bad times I'll take you just the way you are Need to know that you will always be the same old someone that I knew. What will it take till you believe in me? The way. This I promise from the heart But I could not love you Any better I love you just the way you
conversation I never want to work that hard But do you do 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 I just want someone That I can talk to I want you just the way you are Listening to Tenkai Radius. What beautiful music. Thank you, Sion, for putting that on. Uh, the great Steve Lawrence, uh, a great cover version of Billy Joel's Just the Way You Are. I've played that, selected it today because the gentleman, uh, Steve Lawrence, is turning 88 tomorrow, would you believe? I don't. Yeah, born in New New York. (laughs) His actual name is uh, Sidney (laughs) Labovich. There you go. And he is the son of, uh, I don't have his father's name, but his father was a a cantor, well-known cantor in his day. And as everyone knows, this Steve Lawrence is not only a great singer, but he did a lot of quite a lot of movies as well, and uh, quite a few comedy stints along the way too. Ron didn't you know, know that, Max. Yeah, did not know that. No. Um, and uh, together with his late wife Edie, they they did a lot of duets um, together. We'll play another one later. The two of them. It's called Through the Years. They do a fantastic version of that. Ron, I can recall some hits of. Edie's something like uh, Blame It on the Bossa Nova was one of hers. Um, I remember that one. That was a great (laughs) song. Uh, The other ones I can remember is um, I Don't Want to Go to the Party with You. That's a duet. Duet. With uh, Steve. I Don't Want to Go to the the Dance. I Don't Want to. Everywhere. Just Want to Stay Here and Love You. Beautiful. They probably had 30 big hits through the ages. And uh, today we're going to play it. A selection as we go through the first hour of the show, interviewing uh, our special guest Margot Cohen, and now we're going to talk about the tour, Margot, which was uh, what end of May into June? No, it's the end of April. End of April, April. correction. Right, into May. About 16 people went on this... Uh, 17, yes. 17. 17's a good number. <laughs> <laughs> tov. In Hebrew, yes. 17 is tov, tov, which means good, yeah. <laughs> you're right on the ball there. Actually, uh, it was affected very much by COVID-19. Um, the tour was supposed to take place three years ago, and uh, mm. it was... Uh, I was just about to start packing, and boom, everything shut down. And... Uh, we hung in there and thought, oh, well, next year. And it um, was just about to start packing, and boom, everything shut down. And it happened again, a third time. And I thought, oh, boy, if this ever happens. When I was on that plane going, I was pinching myself. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Really? Yeah. And so it affected the numbers. We originally had 30 people going. It dipped to 12. And then when people realized it was going to be a reality, uh, they came on board. So we ended up with 17 people. Really good number of people. Fantastic. Let's tell the listeners a bit of the history of this uh, Silk Road. I was looking into it and uh, probably went lasted for about a 1,000 years, starting in China, 
Correct me if I'm wrong yes. here, there's, Margot. There's a name associated with it that we all know, uh, probably have learned uh, since uh, we were kids, and that's Marco Polo. And yes, he, he really was a, um, a, a pioneer. A, a, he was a, yes, he was a pioneer and a celebrity. He was a young man mm. in his early twenties when he went, mm. and he got to know the Kublai Khan, who was the grandson of Genghis Khan, and so go. he became his confidant. And um, doing that route uh, from A to B and then from B back to A uh, took two years. It was not (laughs) like travel today. No, no, no. In fact, it's about the length of it then was about 4,000 miles. Right. About 6,500 kilometers. Would you believe? I do believe. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I must say that I was very, very naive about this. Um, I thought it was one road. No. No no way, Jose. It was not one road. It's many pathways. Yeah, yeah. Starting in China in the second century uh, before the Common Era, right through to the mid-15th century. And the Ottoman Empire, I believe, were the last to control it. And they closed it in the year... 1453. Mm-hmm. It go. It uh, a lot of its parks and forests now, isn't it? They have to be. Uh, that's uh, what I'm uh, assuming through Pakistan and th- right through to the China. And along the way, there is a big Jewish connection with this, as uh, Margot will tell us throughout the show today, because you've had um, uh, places like um, Iran. In the early days, the oldest Jewish community in Asia was situated there. And this goes back to the days of um, when uh, King Cyrus uh, conquered Babylon, going back all that time, Mm -hmm. which which is known as Iraq today in the year 539 before the Common Era, whereby he freed the Jewish slaves and that way they could start trading along the route. There's, so there's a bit of uh, quite a big Jewish connection and especially with uh, a lot of the towns like Uzbekistan has a, has a big Jewish uh, history to it and the other towns along the way, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan. These are hard <laughs> words to pronounce, but Margot's going to tell us more about that. And... Um, Eventually, Jews travelled from Jerusalem right through to China along this uh, Silk Road. Correct? Am I right in a lot uh, of the... I, the, I imagine so. Yeah. I'm not privy to all of that information. I can speak about what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to three countries. The first country we went to was Georgia. Georgia, yeah. And we started in Tbilisi, which is the capital of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, we covered a lot of mileage yeah, when uh, uh, by coach within the country. Mm-hmm. And I think the most outstanding experience I had in Georgia was at a, a cemetery, an 800-year-old Jewish cemetery. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was just incredible to walk up this gravel pathway on a beautifully sunny spring day. The grass was very green and sprouting up here and there around tombstones that uh, were being excavated. Um, The cemetery was discovered um, in 1997, 
and they began excavation on it in 2002. And uh, the group, no one told anybody what to do or how to behave. We were just there absorbing uh, this calm, and we began ca- uh, gathering pebbles and uh, putting them on the various tombstones and then just very gently gathered around Fred Morgan, and he said Kaddish. Mm, it was yes. really quite a moving experience mm. going there. It, it was a cemetery that was in use for about 150 years. No one at this stage knows why uh, it stopped being used. The, the local king might have moved the whole community on, mm. There was quite good relationships with the Jews of the area, or they just might have just moved on themselves or died off eventually or whatever. So, uh, Georgia is the oldest of the three places you went to, I believe, yeah? In, oh, in history I'm not sure not? about that. No. Uh, I do know that Armenia was our next country, mm-hmm. and it's regarded as being the oldest Christian country. Christian, yeah, yeah. And Just to interrupt you, uh, Margot, there's, at, at the moment they're saying that there's about 13,000 Jews living in Georgia. Did you see uh, a lot of the uh, We did community? attend a, a Jewish service on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and... Um, we were. Uh, we also went to a Chabad Shabbos lunch. Oh, there you it's go. It's a blissy. They're everywhere. Every corner of the world. And he had been the rabbi there. And I'm sorry, I cannot remember Kogelman or something of that name sort. I had been there for 18 years, so uh, that's quite an investment in a place. Quite a strong community. And he had a really big turn up. Uh, for that luncheon. Most of them live in the capital, as you mentioned, Tbilisi. 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 Have you been there, Sion? No, haven't been to that part of the world. You studied it. Just just by watching the History Channel, you can (laughs) get information about everything. (laughs) How how many days in Georgia? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I I didn't analyze it. Was that the highlight of the three places? No, I had highlights in all places. Mm. I I think the ones that the first two countries predominated, Mm. Armenia... um, Unfortunately, they have a genocide museum and memorial, and uh, between 1894 and 1896, um, the Turks came in and uh, killed 300,000 people. And um, unfortunately, they um, have never apologized for this genocide, Mm. and the national memory of this, plus the ensuing years until 1924, uh, which cost them one and a half million people altogether, um, has wears very heavily on the national memory. And I don't think they really can move forward until they get some sort of an oh, apology. Mm. Is this a huge monument that they've erected? Yeah, very there? huge. Yeah, I can imagine. You mentioned to me also that there's at that spot there's the um, 
something to do with young Stalin and his parents there. Oh, that was in Georgia. <laughs> oh, in Georgia, uh-huh. back in Georgia. Not in Gori. These... And uh, the Georgians are very proud of Stalin yeah, because he achieved this high level of uh, interaction with Churchill and Roosevelt mm. and so forth. And his was a very sad story. He, his mother and father, his father was a shoemaker. His mother was very devout. And they had three boys and as happens or happened in those days because of um, uh, the lack of medicines and whatever, um, they, um, you know, two of the boys died. And this was quite a tragedy. The father took to drink and the mother had um, Stalin, the boy, uh, enrolled in a, a theological seminary. She wanted him to become a monk to improve his lot in life. And the father would not pay for the last exam. So, voila, we inherited a very angry character in our history. It's time for a little bit of a break, but before that, let's talk about membership for Jair. Oh, well, thank you, uh, Max. Yes, uh, people can uh, sign up to our wonderful station. Just head to our website, j-air.com.au, and follow the donations link. $54 a year gets you membership, and that helps us uh, maintain our on-air frivolities. Yeah, j-air.com.au. If you want to talk to Margot live, you can give us a call on 90... you're challenging me with the phone again. Here we go, 90692086. Or SMS is easier. We'll uh, read it out as it comes through. 0404-556-988. And we're streaming live all around the world, correct, (laughs) Sion? Oh, yeah. j-air.com. We reach everywhere. Dot A-U. And how about another track there, Max? Oh, that would be great. Let's uh, play a little bit of more. Do you want to introduce it or we'll Stevie, do a back announce? Stevie Lawrence at his best. Okay. And this is a duet, actually, yes. with his late wife, Edie Gourmet. Before I swear 
You taught me everything I know I can't imagine needing someone so Through the years it seems to me I need you more and more Through the years Through all the good and bad I know how much we've had I've always been so glad to be with you my tears away as long as it's okay I'll stay with you Ah, the dulcet tones of Steve Lawrence. <laughs> it's like a late night radio show today. <laughs> yeah, more or less, but some of these songs really hit you in the, in the heart. Full yeah. of emotion. Oh, those 60s and 70s ballads were fan- oh, fantastic. fantastic. Ron, did you enjoy that one? I did, I did very much. Through yeah. the years, I was yeah. just telling the boys and Margot, I heard another good version by Dennis Walter of this <laughs> track. Oh, fantastic, but there's probably thousands of different versions. If you know who sang it originally... Give us an SMS on zero four zero four double five six nine double eight. We'd love to hear your comments, and if you are enjoying today's show with our special guest Margot Cohen, we'll have more music celebrating uh, Steve Lawrence's Yom Haledet tomorrow. Eighty-eight. He's unfortunately not in the best of health with Alzheimer's the last few years, and uh, oh, his wife Edie, I think, passed away about. Seven years ago or something. Just heard on the news coming in, uh, the FDA has approved an Alzheimer's, uh, 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 call it a drug, probably another word, but yeah, first time they've approved a potential cure, not a cure, a slowing down uh, therapy, mm. which is mm. pretty amazing. Any any estimate of the cost-wise? Well, no, but uh, can you, the billions that's been invested in oh, Alzheimer's yeah. research, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's great, great news. Talking about music, uh, don't forget, uh, if you're having a, a, any function and you need a karaoke man, I've got the right man here right in the studio to put on a great karaoke night. Ron Rosencrantz, my guitar cover, we say, <laughs> back from the days in Thornbury where we grew up. Tombury, correct, Ron? Tombury, Tombury. And, and Northcott as well. Correct, Ron. <laughs> R- Ron K. Ronkaraoke.net is the website. You'll see hundreds and hundreds of songs there you can collect, um, look at and uh, think about singing live. And his phone number, 0411-986. That's 786. 
0411-786-545. Let's repeat it again, Ronnie. Yeah, it's uh, 0411-786-545. Yep. That's Ron Karaoke. Dot net. net coming to a venue near <laughs> you soon. <laughs> they used to say, Ron, be there or be square. <laughs> no, Ron, you do a fantastic job, especially with some charities that we did over the years yeah, and yeah, also yeah. together with the band nights where we have a double header. Yep, you can tell yep. the listeners about that down at Hampton recently. Yeah, Hampton RSL. Yep. Big night of uh, half an hour live music. Half an hour with uh, with Ron. It with, breaks with up karaoke. the night. Yeah, it breaks it up. Um, this Saturday night at the Hampton RSL, uh, my cousin David Alexander, uh, his band is called Open for Business, and they'll be playing uh, on Saturday night at the Hampton RSL in Holyrood Street, uh, Hampton. It should be a great night. Uh, so if you've got nothing to do and you want to... Go along and hear some good covers, ba- covers music, uh, and do a bit of dancing. Go along to the Hampton Arts. Bit of cheek to cheek, hey? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> those days are gone. I think they play a bit of every. Actually, they play blues, they play rock, yeah. some bit of soul. It's yeah. a new four-piece band, Ryan. Yeah, I, I believe. A, I think it's five-piece. Five-piece yeah. now. Uh, Previously, David was with... Uh, the Wild the, Yabbies. The Wild Yabbies. There you go. They were a huge band, nine to ten-piece. But now this... Tomorrow night, uh, they say, do yourselves a favour and go and see the... De- debut because this is their yes, first yeah, gig tomorrow night at Hampton RSL. Ron's cousin Gary David Alexander. David David Apologies, there was yeah. a Gary unfortunately yeah, passed was, away. Yeah. But yeah. David Alexander may be listening. Good luck for tomorrow night. Break a leg, they say, don't they? Yeah, they do. They the, do. Yes, know? should be a good night. They're called Open for Business. Yeah, the Correct. name of the band. Correct. Is yeah. Hollywood Street off Hampton Road? Is it somewhere down Hampton that way? Street. Yeah, Hampton, yeah. Hampton Street or Beach yeah. Road? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not far from the bagel belt for not you fine. to come down. No, no, not far at all, no. <laughs> Should be a good I night. Think we I have think arrangements tomorrow night. $10, is it? Yeah, $10 entry. Yep. Beautiful. What yeah, time do they start? You? I think they start at 8.30, but you can go there and ha- um, have a meal right. in the in the bistro before, Beautiful. before the... Because say before the game starts, no. <laughs> um, yeah, before the before the microphones be- are turned on. Mm-hmm. Before the band kicks off. 8.30 p.m. tomorrow night. Hampton RSL. Here's another shout out to Kosher Meals on Wheels. They do a fantastic job uh, delivering to the elderly, the homebound, the sick, people in hospitals, or those unable to cook for themselves. A great community service that's been going about 52 odd years. I'll give out the phone number 0474 215 or go direct to the website. You can order there. Kosher Meals on Wheels, all one word. Dot org dot au. Fantastic service for the Melbourne Jewish community. Back to Margot. Oh. You enjoying this show so oh, far? Oh, it's fun. That's great, Margot. <laughs> Let's talk more about the fascinating trip that you did. And um, when you mentioned Armenia, I just got some figures here of the Jewish population today in Armenia is sitting at about a thousand. Right, and that's quite quite small. It has increased actually with the um, a lot of uh, Ukrainian Jews have actually 
ended up there. Well, where, where else did they, where <laughs> no, else they, did they go? Well, the go? majority are in Israel. <laughs> oh, a huge yeah. amount went, but uh, quite, quite a few. Yeah, the orientation of, between um, uh, that's inclusive of Georgia and Armenia, both Christian countries, is very different to uh, a lot of the Christian countries we've had experience with. Uh, they um, they are very early Christian groups, and they value um, Jewish culture because it produced their leader. And so you don't find anti-Semitism there like you do in other Christian countries, which uh, in which the church uh, blamed the Jews for. Uh, Jesus's demise. So it's a, it takes getting used to this attitude that's so different to what I have encountered. Mm. Did you see many historical Jewish sites there in Armenia? Um, I'm not recalling. Mm. It's not one of the uh, more outstanding features. There were Jewish things that we did do. Uh, you know, it when you look at a piece of artwork, everybody sees something different. When I travel, I see things differently to the way you or Sion or Ron would see it. So, it's very different. For me, the most outstanding event was going to a concert factory. It doesn't sound very... In Armenia? Yes, in Armenia. Yeah. We saw a food demonstration there, and while the food was cooking, we went through the factory, and I had told them at the beginning that I wanted to buy a scatter rug, which is a small rug. Um, It's not a runner. It's just short, and uh, I wanted to get it for my son, and they had a whole pile of them waiting for me to look through, and I didn't get past the first two, and uh, they, they were just lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, the theme in the rug was beautiful, and it introduced me to the idea that they incorporate history in their rugs yeah. this and was, symbolism. Yeah. This is the place, a uh, big complex you told me about, where they had the uh, the weaving side of and yes. then they had a restaurant next door and cooking classes. Is that that Yes, yes, same yes, place? yes. Uh, and it was uh, run by a gentleman by uh, the name of Mr. McGarrian. And it turned out that his main office is in New York City. Right. So when I go to New York City, I'll look him up. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned to me the, the price difference with a silk-made rug or oh. garment compared to the one you bought. Yes. Uh, uh, probably uh, about, oh, what? Ten, ten times. T- ten times, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was and very, very expensive. Tell the listeners about getting it back on the plane, how they... Uh, oh. Uh, uh, with it, precision, they wrapped it. So not a thread would come out. <laughs> Correct, Margaret? Yeah. Oh, it was very uh, – they folded it in such a yeah. concise way that yeah. – uh, compact way is the That's word. It. That's um, it. It, it. The rug weighed 2.2 uh, kilos, mm. and I'm a very light packer. We are allowed 23 kilos, and I went with 13 kilos. So I had room for uh, additions along the way. Did you get to Mount Ararat? <laughs> no, but we saw Mount Ararat. That's where uh, Noah's suppose, Ark. Supposedly. <laughs> supposedly the Ark of uh, the, the Noah's Ark Noah's is resting Ark, there. Yeah. Yes. You got, got some photos around it? Uh, yes, I did. I, yeah. uh, did. What's, uh, what's the countryside look like around Oh, there? it's uh, 
at the time, because it was the end of winter and the beginning of spring, mm. uh, the mountains had sna- they were snow capped uh, a bit more than the people there were expecting. Um, I guess winter was just lingering just that bit longer, mm. uh, but it was lovely countryside, mountainous, uh, green because of uh, the moisture in the soil and the runoff. Um, but there were uh, a- aspects that really were quite um, uh, confronting. When we were in Georgia, we passed 500 meters away from a, a Russian military uh, encampment. Uh, imagine having someone having a backyard at your home and someone bringing a tent and just propping it up there, and you are not going to go near that tent because you know you'll get clobbered. And that's the way they feel uh, about what's going on with the... And it's not one encampment. There are a number scattered throughout the country. Mm. Uh, Talking about uh, textiles, you look at the, the, the... the Azerbaijan people now. They're, mm-hmm. Now, they're famous for um, silk we- weaving mills and a whole uh, generation to gen- generation of, uh, of, the, of, of being involved in the carpet uh, manufacturing business, mm-hmm. Persian carpets and, and clothing as well. And uh, I'll get you to tell the listeners about your, your stay there, which... In in that place, as Bajan, at the moment, there are about 20,000 Jews living there. So that's the largest Jewish community of the three places that you toured, correct? Yes. Well, um, I, I really don't know the numbers in population. I These are estimates from Google yes, I picked uh-huh. up this morning. Well, yeah. uh, I didn't pay attention to that kind of statistic. Uh, in Azerbaijan, uh, we had... Uh, quite a trip. It was quite a trek up to the northeastern part of the country uh, and came within 35 kilometers of the Russian border. And we went there to the Mountain Jews. Uh, they have That's a community. Right. Yep. And at their peak, there were 18,000 of them. Now there are 3,000. Wow. Um, on the other side, they, they um, are on one side of a bridge. Uh, and the Muslims are on the other side of the bridge. They have a very easygoing relationship with both. Uh, there is an easygoing relationship with both communities. And um, they had uh, markets on that bridge. And people, you know, coming from both sides and displaying their wares and selling them. Um, now, uh uh, but we were focused on the uh, Jew- in the Jewish section and visited the synagogue of the Six Domes, and uh, we went to a, a museum, a Jewish museum there that was solid white marble. Mm. Money had been poured into it. You touched the walls, and there were all kinds of computerized programs that would come up in videos. There are, um, you know, oligarchs that emanate from that community, maintain their homes, use them as holiday homes, and uh, 
they keep an interest in the community and uh, subsidize a number of things. Going back to the textile business, I forgot to ask you one question about sure. the Persian lamb hat. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> along the line, this famous hat you got. Yeah, I got actually two of oh, them. Oh, you got two. Oh. I, I went with um, a travel um, mate of mine. Uh, we uh, went into uh, the area near the palace in um, Baku, the capital of Azerbaijan, mm. and um, we came upon a trader who had these Persian lamb hats, and I thought, oh, I can't resist them. They were gorgeous, and I bought two, and my son is not sure that his partner is going to like the hat I got her. I said, well, you can always wear them for Purim. <laughs> Marga, you also mentioned the uh, this famous flower market in Tbilisi. Tbilisi. Tbilisi, yes. Oh, that was incredible. That uh, was, uh, I thought, I'm in for um, a really special trip as a result of visiting this flower market. Mm. They had these humongous roses, and um, they were of all colors, but the ones that floored me were blue roses. They were blue. I, I, um, you know, like a deep blue and they kept the roses they were long stemmed and they were um uh, packed horizontally and you had blue you had white you had red you could get really patriotic um there were um cream colored roses uh, just amazing but those blue ones were unbelievable many many photos on your facebook page Beautiful colours. Yeah. It's absolutely magnificent. Let's talk about this. Uh, I have trouble pronouncing some of these <laughs> words. Kahacha puri. This is a cheese bread. Oh, <laughs> what's, what's famous about this? Well, it's a Georgian dish. Ah, okay. And I think there are places here in Melbourne. Never uh, heard of it. Uh, well, There's it's one like, on North Road. It's like two right. pizzas with cheese in the middle. Yeah. And it's yummy. <laughs> what else can I say? <laughs> and it's a it's a national food in Georgia. Right. Uh, now, there was a visit to the Great Synagogue in... T- in... Tehillis. T-H-I-L-I-S. Tehillis. Right. Um, we went to the Great Synagogue. It was in Tbilisi area. It was in Georgia area. area. Yeah, yeah, and... Um, is that it, it still was, functioning? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, no, actually, I don't. Th- no, it was run by Christian volunteers. Oh, it's a museum. More yes, now. Uh, yeah. but we um, did go when we were in Azerbaijan to, um, you know, functioning a, a Beth Hamikdash. Um, yeah. They have classes there for twenty-five boys and twenty girls. Beautiful. So. Another place. Uh Zaha Hadis. Do you know much about that? Inspiration. Oh, 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 Zaha Hadid. Hadid. Oh, right, right. She, um, you know, there is, I can't remember which movie it was. It was either Gentlemen Prefer Blondes or The Seven Year Itch, where Marilyn Monroe walks on a New York City subway grating and her skirt goes up. Oh, yeah. And Zaha Hadid, who was very famous for her flowing lines in architecture, uh, saw this uh, scene from this movie and it imprinted on her mind and so when it came to designing the community center for Baku she That's used is, yeah. that connection. flowing skirt 
for the building, yeah. for the design wow. of the building. It's an amazing building. Yeah. They have other buildings. Um, the Carpet Museum I, yeah, was unbelievable. I, I think she designed four buildings in the end for Baku. Oh, that's yeah. yes, that's possible. I, yeah. um, I that you if once you see that building, you would yeah. never forget it. Yeah. So her name is Zaha Hadis. Hadid. Hadid. H a d i d. There's no S on the end. No, no S. Yeah, they've got an S in the. Uh, oh, so well. everything on your read on the Google's not <laughs> correct. That's right. Now we've covered a lot of your trip today, Margot. It's been fascinating to uh, hear those about uh, Armenia, Georgia, Azerbaijan, and um, you wanted to mention also. We've got a couple of minutes left. The your connection uh, with. Uh, the Abrahams and the Cohens oh, and goes back I, I with your I think that when you husband. talk about uh, our family, your heritage, uh, <laughs> the heritage I um, married into, yeah. and you realize uh, what a network they present. Mm. Um, you know, it's just amazing. My husband had such a foundation, and mm. I think that's what led him, plus his uh, intellect to creating so many different things in Australia's community. Uh, but he was a member of the Abraham, Solomon, Cohen, Crocker, Cashmore, Silbert, Blaschke, Pincus, wow. Slutskin. Should I continue? <laughs> That's a big Name family. dropping here. Oh, well, my mother-in-law had nearly 100 first cousins on one side. Wow. You, They're the, huge. The Alexanders were big, but not as big as this, Ron. <laughs> Say a few words about the Alexanders. Well, I just actually, today is my Auntie Betty Alexander's birthday. And she, uh, well, is or was the wife of the late Ben, ben Alexander. Famous architect. Famous architect yeah. who, uh, who built uh, the Northeastern Jewish Centre. And designed many other shawls. Designed many Melbourne. other shawls. Yeah. Yeah, great, great yeah. man. And she's so, still living in that area? I, no, I think she's now at Emmy Monash. Oh. Yeah, so it's her birthday today. Oh, Happy Muscle birthday, Talk. Auntie Muscle Betty. Tough. She uh, may be listening. They may yeah, have the radio on at Emmy Monash. Wishing her all the best. From memory, they lived in Templestowe yeah, at one stage. Well, yeah, they lived in Templestowe and then in Doncaster. Doncaster. Yeah. Big Mishbacher, yeah. Angela and, Angela uh, and Georgina, Georgina, Lara, Bradley... Give them a shout out. Yeah. They I wonder if they're listening the to car. Steve Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> because we've got another track line up. We've got one more track. Just before we'll the play top that of the out hour. as we go to the 11 o'clock break. We've got a couple of minutes, Sion, have yeah, we? We have. And uh, anything else that grabbed you? Well, how would you sum it all up? And for listeners, do you recommend this one? What, this, this trip? Yeah, the, those uh, three places. I, the or? word. I would use as exotic. It's yeah. an exotic experience. It it's an area that not many people have visited, and it's worth a visit. How, which, which, uh, when you fly from Australia, where do you go first? Well, we went to Tbilisi in oh. Georgia, well, and then from not not direct from Melbourne though. No, no, we Sydney. went to um, uh, Dubai. 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 That's yeah. an experience in oh, itself. Dubai's fantastic. If you uh, talk about architecture. Uh, well, I didn't see the architecture. Oh. I was just coping with the airport. Oh. Forget about the architecture. <laughs> yeah, Dubai is, Dubai is incredible yeah. to visit at least I've once. heard. Yeah. 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 You've got any tours? Line, uh, I'm hoping to go pipeline? to the States in October. Oh, beautiful. What about the Bukhara Jews? Are you interested in going over? I, I uh, Sure. So, I'm always interested yeah. in anyway, travel and they experience. Were big, they were a big part of the Silk Road, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. 
I think the biggest uh, eye-opener was that the Silk Road was not one road, and it meant a lot that these groups were traipsing through Mm -hmm. because they brought a lot of new ideas from one place to another, and it made uh, these areas very cosmopolitan. Kolakavod Margo for coming in the studio. It was a a pleasure to have you for the probably the fifth time on J-Air. <laughs> Keep up the good work. A world of success is waiting for me If I heed the call I won't settle down Or settle for less As long as there's a chance That I can have it all I'll go it alone That's how it must be I can't be right for somebody else If I'm not right for me I've gotta be free I've gotta be free Daring to try to do it or die I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me. I've gotta be free. I've gotta be free. Daring to try to do it or die. the second hour of 10k radius on jair 88 fm i'm intrigued as to why you guys chose the james bond theme to start your show with that was gary's choice i had a different theme friday on my mind 
oh. run by the Easy Beats at one stage. Well, maybe we'll go out on that today. Good idea. Uh, time. We've had a few changes. We've gone back to the James Bond. Uh, another theme I had was an instrumental run by the Commodores, Machine Head. Remember that one? From the 70s, mid-70s. I do remember it. Lionel right. Richie's band. Yep. Yep, Great yep, band they yeah, were. Commodores, yeah, very good, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Many hits on his own too, Lionel Richie. After yeah, that, yeah. Dancing on the Ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Lady. Lady he oh, yeah. Good. He's a survivor, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's come and gone a few times. He is a... A superstar yeah, he legend. That's a great, great, great show. Did you see him at the grand final I, here well, a few I watched, years ago? I, went on, I watched it on TV. Like. Boy, is he good. Yeah. yeah, and he's been a judge recently on, on a lot of those uh, reality he shows. He would have sold a few records in his day, I would mm. think. A few hundred million. <laughs> Talent and a half, that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nicole Richie's his daughter. So, uh, Ron knows his music. If I'd got a question, a frage, I'd ask Ron. I think she's married to one of the Madden brothers too. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. One of the twins, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to 10K Radius, the second hour of the show, and we've got plenty of our regular segments. Today's the 7th of July, corresponding to the 18th day of Tammuz. And uh, for those looking at the uh, times for candle lighting, tonight, 4.56pm, and Shabbos ends 5.58pm. As we do each week on 10K Radius, we have a look at a bit of Yiddish history for the date, the secular date and the Hebrew date, 18th of Tammuz. But I'll go back a day to the 17th of Thomas yesterday because it was an important day on the calendar, gentlemen. Don't know if, if you uh, recall it. Uh, <laughs> no, I no? look forward to I'll this. refresh your... I look forward to this segment on Fridays to find out what I missed out on What this you week. missed out <laughs> was um, <laughs> the fact that yesterday was a fast day. Oh, it, was it? Yeah. One oh. of the... Uh, now, it's nobody co- told me that. Well, it's on the calendar. <laughs> it's in the, uh, the calendar. It, it's... No, I didn't. (laughs) It's a minor fast from um, sunrise to sunset, known as Shiva Asa Batamas, the 17th day of Tamas. This is uh, leading up to the the big fast, the the most sad day of the Jewish year, Tishabav. Which is in three weeks' time. Did we right? learn about that at Haskalah Tamatora, Max? Oh, they drummed it into us. <laughs> Don't worry, Ron. I still remember. And in that three-week period that started uh, yesterday, it's a, it's a period of uh, mourning. We don't have weddings. We don't have haircuts. We don't celebrate. Uh, all leading up to Tisha B'Av. I need a haircut. Oh, you can go. To, actually, there's an exemption because it's Shabbos. You can have a haircut today in honour of Shabbos. <laughs> there you go. Dispensation, they call it. Yeah, no, you're right. I think you're pretty fine. Anyway, yesterday we had this fast because we commemorated the five sorrowful events in the history of the Jewish people. And I'll run through the five events that took place. Uh, Moshe, Moses descended from Mount Sinai, Harasinai, and he saw the golden calf, the Heta Egel, and then he broke the Luchas, the tablets of the law. The second reason uh, for the fast is that the Korban Tomid, the daily sacrifice in the in the temple, in the base of Migdash, uh, that was abolished on this day. 
And it's interesting, the, uh, these daily sacrifices, Ron, were interesting. They, they used to offer uh, two lambs in the morning and one in the evening, but this stopped on this day, 17th of Tammuz. Known, the sacrifices uh, were known as the Korban Tomid. Then you had uh, a certain Roman general by the name of Apostomus, the wicked. He burned the Torah on this day. He also placed an idol in the temple on the 17th of uh, Tammuz. And the, the main reason for the fast is that the walls of the city of uh, Jerusalem, of Yerushalayim, were breached on this day by the Romans, which ultimately led to the destruction of the second uh, temple, the Beis Hamikdash, by, the, uh, by Titus, Titus Harosha, he was referred to, Titus the Wicked. And this happened... On the 17th of Tammuz, the wall of Jerusalem was breached and the city was captured in the year 3828, Ron. So it's about nine, uh, 1900 years ago we commemorate this fast Shiva Asa Tammuz. That was yesterday. As I mentioned, it's the three-week period, but we don't mourn on the Shabbos. We have uh, the normal wine and lachaims and all that, but there's no weddings, there's no haircuts. No, the period's known as... Bain Hamatsarim, between the fences, commemorating the destruction of the uh, the temples. And uh, first temple stood for 410 years, and 70 years later they built the second temple, which stood for 420 years, and as I mentioned, destroyed by the Romans in 3828, which was uh, the secular year year. 70 of, of the common era. That's a little bit of history for the 17th of Thomas, and now we go to have a look at history, uh, what the timetables of Jewish history say for the 7th of July. Got a couple of interesting uh, articles here from my big book, Sion, as yeah. you, you like to see. I love that book. Yeah. As, Weighs a ton. It's like two phone books combined. <laughs> we'll go to the year 1954. Imagine writing that book. <laughs> Ron, two years after we were born, right? Yep. <laughs> and on this day, 18th of Tammuz, Israeli agents in Egypt, they uh, seek to demonstrate the irresponsibility of the NASA Remember him, that Pandit Abdel Nasser regime by exploding bombs in the American and British buildings. The objective was to persuade the British to remain in Egypt. The Prime Minister at the time was Moshe Sharet. Defence Minister was Pinchas Lavon. And they may have been unaware of the operation, it's stating here. And Egypt uncovered the plot and the agents were placed on trial after that. July 1954, uh, the 7th of July, 18th of Tammuz. I'll go and have a look at a few more bits. The Chronicles, the chron- a chronologi- 
a, chrono- a chronology of the most important people and events in Jewish history we'll we're looking at. To, we'll have to send you to the dentist, Max. <laughs> <laughs> 1961, any recollections of what happened on the 7th of July? In 1961. Oh, here's one. Especially dedicate this to you, Ron. On this day, a chap by the name of Brian Epstein. Epstein. Remember him? I do. Now, Brian was born in 1934, died in 1967, quite young. He was homosexual, I believe, yeah? Correct, Ron? Or Sion? I'm not sure. That's the root. I'm pretty sure it was well known at the time. He was the owner of a Liverpool... Record, record shop, bar. Yeah. record bar, correct, Ron, and he was the one who discovered the Beatles. The Beatles, Ron, yeah. in do you know the place where he discovered them? This is Hamburg. Funny. Hamburg, in the cavern. Oh, the cavern, which was a local nightclub there. I yeah. think the the German people copied the name when, yeah, it was a local nightclub according to this press report, and he shepherded them. It says here to worldwide. Well, prominence yeah. is not the word. Where yeah. would the world be in music if it yeah, wasn't for the Beatles? Absolutely. Sion, bit of history. On this day, he discovered them on the 7th of July back in 1961. Oh. I can't remember their first hit. It could have been Please Please Me. She Loves You? Could be. Yeah, I think you're on that track, Ron. So, uh, yeah, bit of history. There's always something in the Jewish culture that we can talk about in these history segments. Also on this day... Big news in Israel and the Middle East was that Israel fired a rocket known as uh, Shavit 2, which was planned... Shavit? Shavit 2. Shavit. (laughs) Well, no, Shavit. Was that on Shabbos? (laughs) (laughs) Shavit up your... Which was planned and constructed by Israeli uh, scientists. The rocket was described as a research instrument for the stratosphere and ionosphere. They've lost me on that one. But well, just send it up as far as you can go, you know, 80 <laughs> kilometres, 80 miles. Is yeah. the, is and the no space. doubt, not only 61, that would have been funded with a lot of German money, I believe. Yeah. And R- probably a lot of German scientists, maybe. <laughs> yes, well, maybe, yeah. There's a whole story where money came for these projects, whether it was for Nazi uh, compensation. Yeah. yeah, there's a big debate, and a lot of the time... They covered it up, especially what Ben-Gurion did, you know. They didn't want the world to see what was going on. Last uh, bit of history for today on 10K Radius, the 7th of July, 1990, we'll have a look at. 1990. Um, Let's have a look what's in the books. Uh, Here we go. It is reported that about 15,000 Ethiopian Jews were stranded on this day in Addis Ababa. Ababa. You've been there, Sion, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Tell us about it. I've never been. Popular journey. Ababa. Popular destination, Addis Ababa. Is it? Ababa, yeah. In Ethiopia. No thanks. No thanks? No. No, Not a good tourist spot. Uh, At that time, about 500 Jews per month had been allowed to leave for Israel. However, in the last several months, exit visas had uh, been held up as a way to encourage Israel to supply more military assistance in the war against insurgents. 
And it's saying here, Israel, Israeli officials said uh, 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 in... in in a suspension uh, decision, they uh, concern that uh, non-Jews were among those uh, trying to immigrate. And later it goes on to talk about 3,000 Ethiopian Jews left for Israel in 1990 and uh, everything returned to normal. Yeah, I remember reading a bit about those in the Jewish news. Remember, Ron, the year... The, uh, the exodus, massive exodus of the Ethiopian Jews. Anyway, that was back in 1990. The Brian Epstein one, I think, is the highlight of the day. <laughs> he wasn't, uh, didn't, he was in his 40s when he died. Yeah, Ron, I think. From I'm memory. not sure, but he died uh, very young. Very young. He yeah. was actually... Uh, He's not the one that um, drowned in the swimming pool. That was... Um, no. no that was, yeah, he was actually 33. Well, too young. Brian Epstein, yes, died at 33 years of age. Let's have a look at what the uh, the Chabad.org website says about um, uh, Yiddish Kate for the 18th of Tammuz, 5783. And on this day, they talk about uh, the golden calf being destroyed, known as the Chet Ha'egel. This is back in the year 1313 before the Common Era, Moses destroyed the golden calf and reascended Mount Sinai to plead God's forgiveness for the Jewish people. And that's the only bit of uh, history on the Chabad calendar for the 18th of Tammuz. It goes on and talks about the three weeks that I just mentioned. And uh, it says here, that uh, the the Rebbe encourages uh, giving tzedakah during this period and studying the laws of the Beis Hamikdash, the Holy Temple. That's the uh, history lesson today on 10K Radius. We're going to get back to some why music. Don't we, why don't we do a little music break? Music break, and Ron can tell us about the next track, perhaps. Ron might uh, have a look. Track one we're playing in the second hour. We're, yeah. going, we're heading over to. In the right direction. Head, yes, yep. we're heading over to John Farnham Land. Renee Gaya? Yeah. Uh, yeah, heading in the right direction by the late Renee Gaya. Yeah, Renee Gaya did a version. I think she did a cover version. We're playing it as something a little bit different. Okay. Stand by. You'll hear this great track. Since I was a small boy I've always been alone I'm trying so hard to find someone I could call my own The people that I looked at Were always twos and threes Always on the outside Nobody wanted me For your love and affection This is gonna be a brand new start Is this the way to your heart? Oh, when you came along, girl You were different from the rest You never 
never tried to hurt me like so many did before and you may be feel important something special in your eyes knowing that you care for me has made me come alive am I heading in the right direction for your love and affection this is gonna be a brand new start is this the way to your heart day to day I hope and pray that this I'm a grown man Now that you are here Changes all around me I'm gonna wipe away my tears There'll be no more pain and heartache And no more sleepless nights We're gonna stay together For the rest of our lives There's a song usually reserved for Renee Geyer, and John Farnham did it. That's the first time I've heard that yeah. version. Ron, what did you think of that version? Yeah, very nice. Not as uh, not as soulful as uh, Renee did it, but uh, yeah, very nice. He's got a got an amazing voice, John oh, Farnham. Has he ever? Yeah, can and sing. We wish him all the best with his health. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, we always remark, uh, Ron, about that great movie we recently saw. Finding yeah. the Voice. Yeah, oh, excellent. What, what a, a movie. Yeah. I need to go and see it again, actually. Brilliant. Mm. Do yourself a favour yeah. and go and see it because you find out a lot more to John Farnham than what the newspapers say, his uh, financial situation yeah. at one stage, yeah. his episode with the Little River Band and his first manager, Daryl Sample. Yeah. Oh, have you seen it, Sion? No, I'd like to. Yeah, I I actually, I think it'll be on I think Netflix. the classic has still got it. No, Channel 7's bought it. Has it? Have so they? it'll be on right. Channel 7 later this it, year. Yeah. It's a short doc, uh, 90 minutes. Well, and yeah. we're looking forward to, especially myself and Ron, of the Gadinsky film coming up, Michael Gadinsky's Ego. Empire. Ego, it's called. No, I think it's ah. called Ego. It's yeah, not a dirty word. I think it's about to be released at the end yeah. of July. Yeah, that's yeah. one worth seeing as well. He's got a history and a half, and we knew, we knew him from his school day 
days at yeah, Melbourne well, High and Ron and Scope is a lot of Australian people music. Yeah. Yeah. Tion, let's, uh, as we do each week, put that disclaimer on. Just oh, so we uh, uh, can tell listeners that uh, we do not express... Well, I'm not going to put it on because I can't find it, but the, the words expressed by the presenters is not the views of the station and vice versa and all that stuff. And we shouldn't get ourselves into trouble by saying things that we shouldn't. So we try not to. But there are a few rogues out there that occasionally let their mouth <laughs> fly. <laughs> and unfortunately, the station has been tarnished with that brush sometimes. And... Uh, it's, it's not good, and so we have to have a disclaimer. And we have uh, a few shows missing because of that uh, reason. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you know, in the history of the station, we've, we've had shows come and go, of mm. course, and some have finished on an ugly note mm. because uh, the rogue uh, presenter didn't really want to um, uh, disclaim uh, things that they were talking about which they shouldn't have. Mm. And, you know, it gets our lawyers involved and letters have mm. to go backwards and forwards and people get angry and upset and it's just... It's not worth it. So it's you just, not. you know, there are rules. ACMA have rules of uh, what you can and can't say. And it's basically that wonderful word, defamation. <laughs> you, we're here to have fun every yeah, Friday exactly. on 10K yeah, Radius. No, and I uh, uh, hope the listeners are... We, are, we can't uh, talk about, you know, private things that no. uh, you might be upset about They're Very sensitive issues that we don't want to discuss. We'll give our views neutral a bit. And if you do, you disclaim yeah. it. Now, yeah. next week's show, uh, we should be back to normal with uh, Gary Mallon oh, coming back from his, uh, from his trip, his sabbatical, or <laughs> maybe. He's our assistant station. And manager, he's yeah. back on board with a bit of luck. Gary's next Friday. our backbone of things, yeah. all things admin. Fantastic and job, uh, Gary, ex sub editor at the Age, and I think he's still uh, writing for them in a part time capacity. He, he was telling me he does the odd obituary for the Age now in his spare time for celebrities. He writes, oh, right. okay. quite a good writer. Um, and we'll have our. Uh, my co-presenter Morris Mon back in the chair next week There's with no a bit of luck. excuse for them to disappear for three weeks. <laughs> he's gentlemen. gone up to Sydney for Geschäften. You know what he's uh, wheeling and dealing. Oh, is, he still, <laughs> is he still in business, yeah, Morris? He's, he's kicking. He's oh. always ringing me. He tries to listen to the show if he's in Melbourne, but I think he's gone up to Sydney well, he again. He can listen on his smartphone if he's in Sydney. Mm. Anyway, Gary Mallon started the Jewish Friendship Group too. He did, Ron. Yeah, many, you've many got a good ago. memory. And his unit in Anderson Street. He got yep. together Jewish singles every Wednesday right. night. Yeah. yeah, and then I, a little bit after that, when it disbanded, I got together with Gary and we had a reunion of the friendship group at the Elstonwick Bowls Club. I put on a band night for him. Uh, the band, oh, I can't remember <laughs> what who they were called at the time. Yeah, we got about 80 people. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. And then we in, ended up doing one or two Every uh, year after that, uh, you know, just to keep the, an interest in, in his friendship group, we did uh, a couple at the Elma Club, which no longer exists. Sion, remember the Elma Club? No, not me. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's was apartments in, now, beautiful yeah, apartments there. Yeah, yeah, in Wilk Street off yeah. Elma Road that yeah. we did a couple of gigs there. Yeah, Gary's done a lot of uh, good community work as well. Let's he talk deserves his annual holiday too, oh, yeah. wherever but he goes. We don't let him mention See, on, let's promote some of the shows that happen on JR throughout the week. I'll mention one, Talking to the Max, oh, our good course. friend. Our good uh, friend Gary Max on 
Thursday, Wednesday, 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 Wednesday nine till ten, nine till a.m. a.m. And David Shulberg's show, The Israel Connection, every Wednesday four p.m. till five. And we have Lily Steiner's show. She yeah. does an interview show once a week. We have Ronan Cohen, who you may be able to hear at the moment. He's in our second studio preparing a show for this weekend for Sunday morning. Maybe he can't come in this Sunday, and he's pre- pre-producing it, which is. What we're now offering people to do if they don't want to go. And well, we have um, a couple of Yiddish shows spread through the we week. Do. Alex Daphne. Alex Daphne's Kadima show, Michael Zilberman's show, who yep. Michael Zilberman works with 3 Triple Z. Uh, and he prepares a fabulous Yiddish show that goes to air on Sundays at 3 o'clock. There's uh, Sandy Kay. Sandy know, Kay, brilliant show. TV journalist who does a great music history show. Every Friday, immediately. coming, she's talking to the founders of Steely Dan. Wow, that would be a great interview. She gets so many uh, celebrities on her show interviews her show follows 10k radius at 12 That's noon right. till 1 p.m and uh yeah. then there's uh we have walter bingham the walter world's bingham. oldest uh, yeah. uh living journalist wow. as you say it was Still almost kidding. almost 100 not out wow. and don't forget basil on his basil and edith show. of course wednesday miscellany wednesday 10 till 12, 12, yeah. And then there's the sports show. Gary. The sports show on Tuesday nights. Yeah. The boys have been around for years. They've talked about everything sport. And then there's Dwayne's shows on ah, Wednesday yes. night. Dwayne is a character. He's an Italian gentleman. Yeah. He's very knowledgeable of European music. He loves the Eurovision contest. He has been actually and at least 20 times. He's I been think. 20 times. Yeah. And he's on air for like four hours on a Wednesday night. Oh, he told night, me five. Is, five. <laughs> which is a mammoth Eight effort. till 1 a.m. He did a marathon. He wasn't on this week. But the week before, five hours straight, right? Wow. Yeah, wow. He loves his music yeah. and he comes, schleps all the way from Ardea to get wow. to the studio. Wow. Lovely guy. Shani Weiss, who Shani does a Weiss. fantastic show with independent musicians. So yeah. we've got a good mixture we've of got shows. Got a good it's now a Russian program yes, on Monday, Monday evening. Nice. Roman Murky's and his Roman co-host. Yeah. His shows on, uh, not on the board. So, no. I was at his parents yesterday afternoon. Well, there yeah, you go, small world. Parents, yeah. And we, we've got to tell the listeners if they want to have their own show to get in contact with yourself or Gary Sion yes how, how would they do that going uh, on the website I don't mind an email directly to yeah. me so it's Sion uh, E-S-E-A-N-M for my surname C-N-M at j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-j-a-
This is the Melbourne Jewish uh, Friendship Group, 45s to 65s. They put on a dinner, one, one per month, by uh, organised by Sean Rubenstein and Linda Nyrens, Melbourne Jewish Events. And you have to book... I'll give out Sean's number, 0497 They're doing a great uh, community service, try- getting singles together, shudkan service in mm. a way, putting mm. on a regular dinner once a month. And this is what Gary was doing a a more casual uh, chat night every Wednesday in his home, but they're doing the dinners. They've got about 400 people on their email list at the moment. Melbourne Jewish Events, also known as the Melbourne Jewish Friendship Group, which was established by the late Francine Cohen. You've got good memories of that, Ron of Francine. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, she was an amazing lady. Passed away. A lot of good, good things. Not only in the Jewish community, but outside the Jewish community as well. certainly do. I'll hand it over to you. I'm I'm playing some background music. Beautiful. uh, Katy Perry last Friday night. Anyway, uh, apparently this week coming, Rabbi Lau is going to be in Melbourne. He's the chairman of the Yad Vashem Council, former chief rabbi of the State of Israel and founder of March of the Living. Now, I actually met Rabbi Lau back in 2004 or 5 on my March of the Living experience where I videoed... Uh, the kids going there to Israel and to Poland and uh, it was transformative for me I don't know how it was for them at 16 but for me being much older at the time and I got the opportunity to make the video that year and in fact I think Sue Hampel had a lot to do with Sue Hampel had a lot to do with me being dragged out of the country (laughs) on Easter uh, Easter without a Polish visa but we got there in the end and uh subsequently I did 10 March of the Livings (coughs) uh, 10 videos that were Incredible experience. But anyway, Rabbi Lyle was a very interesting chap to meet, and I did that. And he's in Melbourne. Maybe he might remember me. I should go along. It's a community event on Thursday the 13th of July at 7.30 Chabad House in Caulfield. Community event uh, with Rabbi Lyle speaking. And then there's a Shabbat service next Saturday at uh, 9.15 at the Caulfield Hebrew Congregation. 572 Income Street, just up the road from where Gary Mellon lives. Maybe he can actually go back to Shul <laughs> next right. Saturday morning. But uh, that's uh, interesting that he's being brought to Australia at this time. So you'll probably have a lot to say about the current state yeah. of affairs in Let, Israel. Let's repeat which those. Which is a mess. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about that shortly, actually. Let's give out those dates again, see, on the Thursday, this, this coming, is coming Thursday. Thursday, 7.30, Thursday at Chabad in Caulfield. Is any booking required? Well, I'm looking at this piece of... I'm looking at this flyer. Uh, no, there's, there's no cover. There's no charge. So Good. it's a free, sir, a free event. And then by the looks of things, you can just rock up. You that's at the Chabad House in, on Inkerman, yeah? yeah? without registration, so that's good. I think it's 770 on Inkerman, they call it, Ron. No, this Kimberley is Gardens. Kimberley. Is 439 Inkerman Street. 439 yeah. would Which be the Kimberley, Kimberley, yeah? Yeah, I think sure. there's the Kimberley. Kimberley Gardens. The one they've just the rebuilt the whole door. new building at the front there. That's going to be aged care, yeah, or something in the front. Is, is it? Oh, good. I think so. And the other date was uh, Saturday next morning, Saturday, yeah, the 15th. The 15th at 9.15, Rabbi will deliver deliver the drusher for the day and be there available to have a chat to. At the Caulfield Hebrew Congregation, correct? Yes, yes correct. 572 Incoming Street. I think they'll, they'll have big crowds. 
Uh, they certainly will, now that we've advertised it. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're looking at a couple of other events coming up. Uh, Geshe Rabin from B'nai B'rith are having a uh, mind games night, Saturday the 22nd of July at the Brighton Shul in Marriage Road, East Brighton, and... uh, this night is not about what what's you know. A mind, what's a mind Well, this is what night. it says. Uh, this night is not about what you know, but how you think. Puzzles, riddles, and fun oh, challenges. Uh, uh, something different. The one, the 1% Club, by the sounds <laughs> Light supper, uh, bookings with... Um, Menses. With only, Evelyn. Only Menses can uh, attend. 7.30 start, 22nd of July. Or Menches. <laughs> Menches or Menses, exactly. Something like that. Anyway, you look on the B'nai B'rith Geshe Rabin uh, link on their website or ring Evelyn Flitman, 0402. I've been to a few of those nights. They've been, they're fun. They're yeah. great nights. Uh, trivi- trivial pursuit nights more than these brain yeah. teaser nights. Uh, there's not. something different than, than normal trivia. Uh, Evelyn Flipman, here we go. 0402 She was a guest a couple of years ago on our show too. We've had a lot of interesting people on 10K Radios. Uh, another one coming up with Benet Brith is the Dig Studio Museum and Sculpture Garden. <coughs> Closing soon, the bookings for this one. You better hurry up uh, the uh, tour with Benet Brith of the Dig. Duldig. The Duldig. Duldig. In, in Taronga Road, I believe. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Studio Museum and Sculpture Garden in East Malvern, Sunday the 16th of July, 2 o'clock. Hopefully many people would have seen the, the, the stage play. That yeah. was uh, musical, actually. Yeah. Spot on there. A few months ago. Uh, Driftwood. It was uh, the second uh, series, actually. The one bef- year before was a satellite. It came back by popular demand this year. I think it's finished. Chapel on Chapel, they were performing it. I yes, think. they did. Did you see that one, Ron? I, no, I haven't. I With uh, Tanya Dijon, the yeah. famous uh, jazz singer. Well, she's a, about she's an all-round singer. Oh, she yes. started doing opera originally. She did. Uh, anyway, as well as seeing the amazing uh, artwork of Slava and Carl Duldig, the People featured in the uh, the musical, as I mentioned, Driftwood. You'll be treated to a Viennese afternoon tea, Ron. Yeah. Especially for you, yeah. all included. Stuhl. This Stuhl. is a Matsya. and creme. Fifteen dollar. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen bucks. That's worth it. 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 B'nai Brith and go onto this website. I think that'll be a great afternoon. Sunday the 16th July at 2pm and I've got one more, a big uh, celebrity coming to Melbourne and I'll mention his name and you you, bo- you gentlemen can talk about him. Simon Deteshi, the famous pianist. I've got to do a shout out to him. You heard of him? Think of the movie um, Shine. Yeah. And David Helfgott actually didn't play the piano. This guy, Simon Tedeschi, did the hands playing while wow. the, you know, the mm. superimposing. He did, he's a brilliant uh, composer, uh, pianist, and he's coming. And where's he playing? At the, um, the, uh, in the Melbourne Hebrew Congregation at the Turak Shul. Oh, wow. I'm just going to look up the date for you. This is something worth uh, 
putting down in your diary. So they're going to wheel a grand piano into the beamer. Yeah, and he, he <laughs> describes that place. So much room on that beamer, it's a wreck. Sione describes it as the best for autistic. Acoustics huh. in Australia, <laughs> not autistics, acoustics. And, what, uh, the, the shul? The shul, yeah, with oh, that, fun, that dome. Shul, the dome. That, that, that shul is amazing. It's, yeah. it's a world-class uh, shul and, uh, architecturally, and for those that have never wa- wandered in, you must go and have a look on it and partake even in a service, but it's a remarkable building inside. Uh, this Simon Deteshi... Um, is actually what? world famous because he's uh, performed for George Bush, the Dalai Lama, Nelson Mandela. He's a Sydney boy. Oh, I think really? he's wow. early 40s. World-renowned classical pianist and writer, and he has uh, received many awards. He's performing with a trumpeter, just the two of them. They're doing the um, playing a program as a tribute to George Gershwin. Oh, right. mm. so they'll do um, what's the famous? Oh, all those famous mm. uh, stuff. That I'll, I'll give you a couple here. I got rhythm. He's going to be doing all the classics, uh, summertime, uh, rhapsody in blue. Ron, I think you all and works by Chopin, Rachmaninoff been as in, well. Intrigued as to where they actually are going to place the piano. <laughs> Well, dead set in the middle, more than likely. Now, (laughs) keep this date in mind: uh, Tuesday, the first of August, and tickets start at thirty-eight dollars. Live at yours.com.au, or get in touch with the Turak Shul for for bookings. It's going to be a fantastic night. I'll give out the guy's phone number if you need more details. Uh, Evan Zlatkis. Zero four two three double three six double three two. Interesting for you, Ronnie, to go to a classical. Well, it's oh, not Jack classical. No, You're going to be hearing a mixture of jazz yeah. and the and a trumpeter by the yeah, name be of. Interested in the in the jazz side. Yeah, yeah. Matt Jodrell on trumpet and Simon Deteshi on piano. Uh, early start seven o'clock. Why don't we have another piece of music just Good idea. into our last third of the show? Yep. And you've watched a line. I've lined up this uh, another John Farnham yep. called Green Limousine. Um, I've never heard it. I, this maybe is a have. cover. Ron yeah. knows this yeah. one. Uh, let me the think. Who was Bad it? Loves. The Bad Loves. The Bad Loves. Who was the lead singer? Very popular mm, guy. Yeah, He's gone out solo no, now. I forgot his name. Yeah. Very good band. Australian yeah. band of the 90s. We do this one, don't we, Max? Sure do. <laughs> this will get them hopping and bopping. Listen to the sounds of the revolution. Everybody's out on the street tonight. Everybody's cool. Everything's alright. You better pray that your old man don't get home tonight. Then we drive my car where the wild things are. We got a green limousine. Everyone's a Burn the 
Slag off the old convention Set the wheels in motion here tonight Everybody's cool Everything's alright I got a feeling in my bones We're gonna get it Another rarely heard John Farnham track, but quite a good one, I think. <laughs> Did good, you? Good cover. Yeah. Green Limousine by the, originally by the... By the Bad Lovers. Bad Lovers, Australian yeah. band. Aussie band. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. they have any bigger hits than that? I don't know much about the Bad Lovers, actually. Mm. Um, probably more of an, uh, maybe an 80s, uh, 80s band. Uh, yeah, late 80s, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Melbourne or Sydney? Um, well, maybe Melbourne, mm, Sydney more, I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Ron's got a, a shout out. Uh, yeah, I've got a shout out. Um, my friend Edna Lenny. It's her birthday today. Wishing you a happy and healthy birthday, Edna, for today. Hope you are well and stay well. Uh, yeah, we go back a long way. Um, known Edna since probably. About 45 years, known Edna. Mm, long her time, family. Yeah. Got a beautiful t- uh, kids, two kids. Grandchildren yeah, now, yeah. Grandchildren. And, um, yeah, yeah, anyway, wishing wishing Edna all the best. Yeah, from all of us. the 7th of July. Today? Today. Yoma let it Edna, muzzle top, from all the 10K Radius crew. Happy and birthday. Yeah, I've known Edna too from uh, when her children... And my children went to Eastmore. Okay. She slapped all the way from Mount Waverley to East Bentley, would you believe? Just to be amongst the big uh, Jewish uh, 
population of yeah. kids at that school. It was about 80% Jewish, yeah. they reckon. Wow. And with the headmaster was Jewish at one stage. Aaron, Aaron Ninadek, yep. yeah. 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 It was a, it was a happening thing. And uh, you had an association with uh, them when you lived out that side of town too, Ron, yeah? With Edna and Craig. Yeah. <laughs> long yeah, time yeah, ago, yeah. 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 Yep. Anyway, yeah, we know Edna. Edna's a... Uh, Bill, uh, Bill, Dancerholic. Bill, yeah, ba- Dancerholic. <laughs> she was a member of the Mahol yep. uh, Dancing Club. Always comes along to support your karaoke yeah, nights. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, good honour. Yeah. Happy birthday. Good girl, Edna. Gentlemen, time to talk f- f- some politics oh, yeah, in the politics. Middle East and politics. Israel oh, yeah. that Morris, our co-presenter, would have done. Time for me so to go. I'll run through a couple of news items we've got about. Some controversial news. Yeah, yeah, what's been happening on the news, as we've all seen this week. Uh, well, I saw a wonderful report on the BBC yesterday. It, was just, it just riled me so much that uh, they um, reported everything positive about our... F- Palestinian friends and everything negative about the Israeli army doing what they did in Janine. Again, the uh, the bias again. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's just enough. it's just crazy, yeah. you know, uh, unbelievable. I mean, as yes or no, what you, the, Israel has to protect itself from terrorism, obviously, but to uh, to just the way the international press reported, it's just it's beyond. Mm. And the bulldozers on the road is one incident that that yeah. they did because they said there was explosives under there. The yeah. IDF had to do that. They warned these places are warned too well in advance that they're coming in, and they haven't been in there for uh, twenty three years. Sion, in that uh, well, they should stay out of there another twenty three years. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Two days they. Uh, as long they as they there. achieved what they set out to achieve, which is they to, did it in to two get, days to get rid of. I think we lost one soldier uh, uh, combatant uh, from the IDF, and they sent in a thousand IDF soldiers run over that two-day period. Yeah, it's big news this week in Janine. but they had to do it. They had the information that the, the, there, were, there was armed terrorists there. They. Uh, the, the mission was really accomplished when you look at it because they've they've seized the weapons um, they were fired at from mosques show some of the news uh, press talked about it they they had the explosives uh, hidden in mosques there and um, it wasn't good it surprised me but uh, it's all about Iran being in there and uh, Flooding the West Bank over the last uh, probably two years with weapons and a lot of cash. This is what's going on there, and um, and their aim is to kill as many Israelis as possible. And they want to undermine the PA in there, the control there that control most of it. With this um, Abbas Mahmoud Abbas, he's been there twenty plus years. They can't get rid of him. There's no one else there, and they want to influence that area more. This is what I. Iran wants to do. Uh, there's more terror groups have been formed with all this cash coming in and arms. One mob there called the Lion's Den have uh, got a lot of uh, new members and Islamic Jihad is really growing there, fully funded by Iran. 
And uh, going back the last couple of years, it hasn't been good there, but not as bad as the, that two-day event early this week. Back in 2021, 30, is, 30 Israelis were killed in the West Bank. Last year, 33 were killed. Eight were soldiers. And this year, so far from the start of the year in the West Bank, five soldiers have been killed uh, with a total of 28 Israelis killed. So you have to defend the country, correct? Absolutely. We have to go in. The PA is so weak there, they refuse to disarm these terror groups and they've actually lost control of Janine. That's what's happened over there. And well, there's obvious power struggle between Hamas and uh, the, uh, the, the, the... Certainly uh, is. And it's uh, the quicker we stop dealing with Hamas, the better, the better. it'll be. Anyway, they've got... They're not interested in peace, and no. the others are. So it's exactly, uh, they got about three hundred plus explosive devices from that mosque I talked about. Bomb factories they discovered and uh, blew them up, and uh, lots of weapon caches. So it wasn't good on the news on the world news for Israel, but you have to defend the country, and uh, that's what it's all about. Did you see the Victorian government's launched an initiative with the Israeli techs to uh, to join together in research and science? It's been promoted as a Victorian-Israel um, technical something. I've forgotten its name, but it's great to see. That's, that's great news. Some more good news this week in Israel is some good news. We had the uh, celebrations for the 100th anniversary of the Mahani Yehuda market in Jerusalem. Ron, have you been to Jerusalem? No. Okay. <laughs> Sion, have you been to this market? Yes. Known as the Shuk. Yes, I have I been. Have many times. And it was actually last year the 100th, but due to COVID, they couldn't have big celebrations. Great. great place. Oh, yeah. you can go sugar there. It's, the uh, shawamas are amazing. <laughs> everything, clothing. I bought the best knitted kippas that you would find at the cheapest price that are probably 10 times the price here in Melbourne. Everything they've got, clothing. Should import Shit. some, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't need the padasa. No. That is a great achievement, the Mahani Yehuda Market. And uh, this place, not only run by Jewish uh, and Israeli shopkeepers, you've got uh, three or four generations going back of Iraqis there, and Kurdish and Turks. 250-plus vendors at this market. It's actually the biggest in Israel and the fifth in the world, they're saying, markets, because it's got everything there. And um, it's located a 10-minute walk from the center of Jerusalem on the corner of Yaffe and Agrippa Street in Jerusalem, right near the, not far from the from the Wailing Wall, the Kotel Tower of David's around there and a whole lot of Christian uh, holy sites there. Remember, I, I went to a couple. Part I've been of the to tour. all of them. I've been to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. That's right. I, uh, I was very fortunate to be on a film crew back in 1984 or 5 and we did um, four half hours on the city of Jerusalem and we did one of the half hours was on the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and they opened up for us, uh, downstairs, with nobody goes, yeah. uh, down these spiral staircases that must have dropped about 30 or 40 metres, mm-hmm. down, 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 and on the walls of 
this area were, were engravings and carvings that were done in the 10th century, the 11th century, the 12th century. Incredible stuff. It's just the history there is mm, crazy. Yeah. Yep. That, so great news for the market, the shuk, the Machana Yehuda market. Uh, other good news? Well, in Israel, with the soccer, the under-21 uh, European Championships, uh, Wednesday night, unfortunately, Israel lost to England 3-0. But prior to that, on the Saturday previously, they had defeated Georgia in a shootout 4-3. So that qualifies them for the... Uh, Paris Olympics for the first time in 47 years. In next year, the Paris Olympics, Ron, coming up very quick. Wow. We just had uh, the other ones, <laughs> remember? In Japan, wasn't it, recently? But uh, Paris yeah, next very, year? That was very anticlimactic. It that was, it was. Yeah, that was... Uh, I think the world had to catch up with its COVID dates and that yeah, the, 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 the Olympics were too close together, like two or three years or something. Good news for Israel in the soccer and the final of the uh, under-21 European Championships takes place this Saturday night, England versus Spain. So Israel's pretty high standard now mm. in soccer. Good news there. Uh... The protests continue in Tel Aviv of the uh, judicial laws. It's still going on there, going on bigger. They had uh, 10,000 in one of the protests uh, this week, um, blocking highways in Tel Aviv, and uh, the police chief of Tel Aviv has resigned. It's a, it's a mess. And Benny Gantz, uh, National Unity Party uh, leader, Leader of Opposition says, a looming civil war. This is what I've been talking about for a few months now on JEP. You know, and he calls on Bibi to halt the legislative push. You know, give it a rest. Uh, but what they're doing, flooding the roads, especially to the airport, is not good. Disrupting traffic. They're protesting outside uh, ministers' homes. and ah, Not good. Not good not over good there. Not good on the world stage for Israel, you know. But... It continues. We've got a we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, one quick word on the parasha tomorrow. We read tomorrow Pinchas in Shul. See, I want to thank you again for your panel work extraordinaire. Kolak Avod and Ron. Tell us must, about Pinchas quickly. Yeah, I'll tell Ron. I'll tell um, Ron. Thank you for coming in and being of great assistance the last couple of weeks. Good luck with you three A. You do your karaoke. Pinchas, Thanks we read much. tomorrow refers to uh, Pinchas, the son of Eleazar, Ron, son of Aaron, the priest, the high priest. It talks about this, and he gets a reward for uh, previous action in in putting to death Zimri and Cosby, but we haven't got time to go into that. It talks about taking of a second census of the Israelites. Almost 40 years had passed since the people had been counted, soon after the exodus from Egypt. It talks about women's right of inheritance was affirmed in their favor, and Moses is instructed by God to go up to Mount Aviram that he might get a good view of the promised land since he was not permitted to cross over into it and the fifth theme it looks talks about, the Sedra ends with a description of a variety of uh, korbanos, sacrifices to be brought to the Mishkan, the tabernacle, for daily and festival worship. Pinchas is known as a true zealot 